We have pastor and chaplain Steve Austin back with us today as we talk more about the healing power of God for your body, your mind, and your spirit. And today, he, and what I mean by he, is the Lord is going to bring healing to your soul. And Steve Austin has been pastor and senior director at Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas for over 20 years. And he has overseen 24 ministries and 40 adult Bible classes. Steve has ministered to thousands of sick people and their families in the largest medical center in the world, the Texas Medical Center in Houston, Texas. And he did his hospital chaplaincy training at MD Anderson Cancer Center, the world's top cancer medical facility. He is the president and executive director of Living Hope Chaplaincy, a nonprofit organization that trains and mobilizes volunteers to provide spiritual care to hospital patients, their families, and health care workers. We are here today to discuss even more from Steve's very powerful new book, God Heals, Eight Keys to Defeat Sickness and Receive Divine Healing. Let's welcome back my friend and guest today, Steve Austin. Welcome, brother. Thanks for having me, Ward. Excited to be back. Well, how's it been since our last interview? How are people responding to your book? Amazing, truly amazing. I get, uh, I get texts, emails, um, Amazon reviews every day from people saying, you know, this this is the resource I needed. Thank you so much. And even uh, several people have said that they've received their healing miracle by applying the principles in the book. So that that's uh, and the book's only been out a month. So um, it's it's been received really, really well. Thank God. Well, I know one thing and, and one of the reasons why I loved reading your book so much is because it's biblically based. And I think that's why so many people are, <clears throat> are receiving their healing today by reading your book and following those principles because you didn't make them up out of thin air. You actually brought it from the Word of God to kind of give all of us the true light and meaning that God does want to heal our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. That's right, Ward. You know, if we just dig into God's Word, He's given us the keys to victory in every area of our lives. And so, um, you know, I've been ministering to the sick for 25 years and, and I've, I've dug and dug and dug in the scriptures for, for more longer than that, you know, to, to uncover God's, uh, keys to healing. And that's what I put in this book. And so, um, these are not my opinions or they're not theories. These are God's keys from his word and they work. And they do work. And, and I want to kind of kick this off because a lot of, in the church, even today, a lot of people don't actually know the difference between spirit and soul. A lot of Christians use those terms interchangeably, but they're actually two different entities, so to speak. Can you explain what the spirit is and what the soul is? That's right. So Ward, I want to I want to uh, back up a little bit and just explain that a, as we all know, those of us who are believers and and read the Bible, we know that God is a three-part being. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um it's called the Trinity. And he created us, the Bible says, 
in Genesis that he created us in his image and likeness. And so he made us a three-part being. And the three parts of our being are spirit, soul, and body. And I have a little prop here. I like it. I, I like to liken it to an egg. You know, this egg, it, it has a shell. That's, that's uh, analogous to our body. And then on the inside, it's got obviously a, a, a yolk and, and, a, and an egg white. All three parts are part of the egg. They're all part of the egg, but the egg has three parts to it. And those parts, those three parts are intertwined. And, um, and, and that's like, that's like our three parts. We have spirit, soul, and body, and those three parts are intertwined, but, um, and they affect each other. And so the spirit is, let me, let me explain it like this. We are a spirit. We have a soul and I'm going to define what the soul is in a minute. We are a spirit. God is a spirit being. He created us spirit beings. And he gave us a soul, which the Bible defines as our mind, will, and emotions. And he put us in a physical body. So we, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a physical body. This physical body is just our earth suit. That, that's why when we die, you know, our bodies look like a, a shell, a dead a shell, because what gives life to our body is our spirit. And when we die, our spirit departs our body and it goes to one of two places, depending on whether we made Jesus our Lord and Savior. So um, so those are the three parts of our being. Now, it's it's interesting that you said, um, you know, people don't understand the difference between the spirit and soul, because I that's understandable in a way, because they're both um, invisible. They're the invisible parts of us, right? We, we see this body, but our spirit and our soul, we don't see. So uh, our spirit man is the part that was redeemed, um, born again, when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, washed in the blood of Jesus and made perfect. And that's the part that God connects with, our spirit man. Not that he doesn't, you know, uh, affect our mind and emotions and things and other parts of our being, but he connects with our spirit. Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. And so, and, and the, and I want to read a verse from Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, that shows you how close the spirit and the soul are. And that's why people have a hard time distinguishing between the two because it says in hebrews 4 verse 12 for the word of god is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit so so you know the word of god pierces to the division of the soul and spirit they're 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 very closely connected like the like the yolk and the white if you were to crack this open the 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 white would be very connected with the yolk and very close together that's how our spirit and soul are well, you know and i think a lot of the confusion comes into um the slogan 
that a lot of people use in wellness, body, mind, and spirit. And some people will say body, mind, and soul. So they interchange the last two words. And I think that's where so many people get confused. I was, tell you the truth, Steve, I was actually confused about it until I read it in your book. And I'm like, oh, they're two different things. Right. And you explained it so well. And ladies and gentlemen, Steve's book, God Heals, if you ever need absolute, easy to understand uh, why God has prom- has brought the promise of healing to you, you will understand it better than you've ever understood it before when you read Steve's book, God Heals. So Steve, I want to ask you this because so many people, they may make the comment or they may say it um, in a very... Um, I guess, saddened type situations or traumatic type situations, or they're just not feeling well. And they say, not all is well with my soul. Are they meaning mind and emotions? Yes. Yeah, that's what they really mean, War, because um, if you are a believer in Jesus, all is well with your spirit. Your spirit has been born again, washed in the blood of Jesus. Your spirit will go to heaven if jesus is your lord and savior will go to heaven after you die on this earth and so your your spirit man is okay but it's our soul that gets us into all the trouble in in our relationships and our decision making because it's our soul our mind will and emotions where we harbor all the hurts and pains that life and and other people have inflicted on us, uh, painful memories. Um, It's where we harbor unforgiveness and anxiety and fear and insecurity and and depression and all of those things that that plague us inside um, that that hold us back and and affect our relationships. And really, our soul affects every area of our lives. That's how important this topic is today that we're talking about, because until we get healthy in our soul, it's going to affect every area of our lives. It's going to affect our relationships. It affects our physical health. It affects how we manage money and how we relate to money. It affects our decision making. It, It just affects everything. So this this area of the soul that we're talking about today is vitally vitally important but yes when people say it is not well with my soul that's what they're really talking about they're saying i feel hurt inside i feel pain i i feel unease i feel anxiety i just feel vexed in my soul so that's what so when people say my heart is broken or I need God to heal my heart. They're actually not talking about the physical organ. They're talking about their soul. Correct. Correct. And and that's where a lot of this confusion comes in Ward, because, you know, we have all these euphemisms. Um, We're really talking about the soul. When people say my heart is broken or God, I need God to heal my heart. They're not talking about the physical organ of the heart. They're, they're, the organ of their heart is not broken. They're talking about their soul, their emotions, their memory, their, the painful memories, 
um, their mind, their thoughts, you know, that, that, uh, they have vexing thoughts and they just can't stop thinking about what happened to them. Those are the kind of things they're talking about, but, but they're referring to the soul. Yeah, see, and this is very, very important because, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to truly understand, and this is why I brought Steve back onto the program, because I want you to be educated. Look, knowledge is power, and think about how much knowledge you gain when you learn something. So when you do go to pray, having more knowledge and understanding of certain words in the Bible, certain scriptures, it it allows you to, well, I guess see what pray more effectively and to, to pray more earnestly, uh, to pray with unction and, and power because now you understand what the spirit is. You understand what the soul is. So when you talk about healing the soul, what mm-hmm. are you referring to? Emotions? Yes. I'm talking, you know, when you talk about healing the soul, you are talking about having a healthy mind that that your thoughts are not uh, vexed and you know you don't have um, tormented thoughts and, and and negative thoughts and limiting thoughts and 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 thoughts that just keep you back from God's best. Um, we're talking about the emotions, um, you know, that people have hurt you. Um, circumstances have hurt you, life has hurt you, um, and, and you need to be healed in your soul. And that's, that's really what we're talking about. Now, why is healing our soul and maintaining a healthy soul one of the most important things we can do in our life? Great question. You know, Ward, like I said earlier, our soul affects every area of our lives let's just talk about physical health for a minute because that the the book the book is called god heals and and a lot a lot of the book is talking about physical healing you know there's a lot of sickness out there but let's just talk about that for a minute um studies show and if anybody wants to look this up um i'm i'm referencing a study that was published on webmd in 2020 called the effects of stress on the body and that study showed that 75 to 90 percent of physical ailments are connected to negative thoughts and emotions 75 to 90 percent um that's our soul even even though uh science and medicine may not call it that our, our thoughts and our emotions, that's our soul, um, according to the biblical definition. So here's another reference. In her book, Who Switched Off My Brain, Dr. Caroline Leaf writes, and I'm quoting from her book, research shows that around 87% of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life and only 13% to diet, genetics, and environment. So it's like I was saying earlier, our spirit, soul, and body are interconnected and they affect each other. You know, when, when, um, when we feel lousy in our body, when we're sick, you know, and say we have COVID or the flu or something like that, and we're laid up in bed, we all know it affects our emotions. It affects our, our spirit. You know, we're not as positive. We don't, 
you know, we, we don't have as positive an outlook. And, uh, and the reverse is true. When we have unhealthiness in our soul, it affects our body. And that's, that's what these studies show that, um, when we have depression and, and just pain and hurt and, and, um, unresolved wounds in our soul, it affects us physically as well. Yeah. And, and that's, and I, I want to get into the topic of depression in a moment, but you talk to so many people and well, I should say you minister to thousands of people and many of those people have the diagnosis of cancer. It's not like having the flu. You know, you're probably going to be over it in about the next, you know, three or four, maybe seven days, but cancer, there are curable forms and there are forms where there's a big question mark. Mm-hmm. And how do you minister to those people when they're desiring physical healing, but all of those emotions are storing up that soul that could end up being a blockade to healing? Right. It's a good question. And, um, you know, I try to always uh, address the soul uh, when I can because. For example, um, if, if someone is harboring unforgiveness, you know, um, someone someone in their family hurt them or just anybody hurt them and they're harboring unforgiveness, that unforgiveness, unforgiveness, I will tell you, is one of the biggest blocks to receiving God's blessings, including healing. And And the reason for that is Jesus said, these are Jesus's words. Now he said, if we don't forgive others, their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. So if we are harboring unforgiveness toward anyone, that means we're not in right standing with God. That means God is not forgiving us our trespasses. That's why Jesus said in the Lord's prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. <clears throat> so if we're harboring unforgiveness, we're not in right standing with God and he can't bless us the way he wants to. And that includes physical healing. God is, is waiting to give some people their miracle and heal their body, but they, they have to let go of the unforgiveness. Yeah. And it seems like unforgiveness and even bitterness are, is I like you said it's the it's the big major roadblock yeah. to healing because I mean think about all of the people that that are praying and believing for healing but they're letting that they're, they're pushing aside the things that they need to bring to the Lord to heal you know for them to uh, forgive others for what right. they've for what people may have done to them or maybe for things that they didn't do to them or for them and people harbor unforgiveness for many, many years. You know, it's a grudge and to hold something like that in will damage us. Now, I have done well over a half a dozen interviews on suicide. Mm-hmm. And the mental aspect <clears throat> and, and mental health is a disease, yeah. depression. And, and I'm not talking about Oh, we get the blues every now and then. I'm talking about people who deal with depression Mm -hmm. as a disease. 
And then yeah. some people enter that world of darkness where there could be no turning back. And there are millions who have committed suicide. How can people who are dealing with severe mental health issues, dealing with deep depression that could take them into a darkness in which they cannot escape from, how, how, can, they, how can they grasp the healing of Christ? Yeah, yeah. It's a good question. And, um, <clears throat> you know, God can heal anybody of anything, including depression, um, including um, suicidal thoughts. Um, he can heal us of anything, but we have to allow him to heal us. Um, he, he's not going to force anything on us. So, you know, I encourage people, the first key to getting healed in your soul, or, or probably the most important key, is to get in the presence of God every day. Just to, to, to put away the phone, put away all the distractions, get alone with God, spend some quality time with God and just cry out to God and just say, God, I need you to heal me. I need you to heal my mind, my emotions. David said in Psalm 23, verse three, you know, Psalm 23 is one of the, one of the most beloved Psalms. And in verse three, uh, David wrote, he restores my soul talking about God. God can restore our soul, but we have to allow him to. And that means getting in his presence every day, getting alone with God and just praying to God and saying, God, heal me. God, point out anything in my soul that's off, that needs healing. Lord, any, any, any way that I'm thinking that is off from your word, um, Lord, point it out to me. And then we have to get in his word and renew our mind with the word of God. That's so powerful. You know, when people get sucked into this, this deep pit of depression and suicide, it really means that they have run away hurts and pains in their soul. Their, their soul is just like a runaway freight train. Um, their, their mind is just out of control with negative thoughts and, um, and their emotions and, the only way to put the brakes on that and stop that is to get in the presence of God, to pray, cry out to God, um, get in his word and renew our mind and, and let God heal us. Yeah, very much so. And, and ladies and gentlemen, and I want, if you are dealing right now with thoughts of suicide, you need to seek help. Okay, if you need to call the suicide hotline, do that. If you need to seek a, a Christian counselor or a pastor, do that. If you are on medication, and I want to bring this up, Steve, because we know that a lot of prescribed medications, especially those that are dealing with depression, some of the side effects of those medications can be suicidal thoughts. If you're not sure of the side effects of your medication, Google it. Or go to your pharmacy and ask the pharmacist for a complete printout of your drug and list all the side effects. So you will know, as long as you will know, because sometimes some of you may be dealing with suicidal thoughts 
and it's not your physical body. It's the medication that you're taking that's leading you down that path. So, it's, you know, Steve, like you said earlier, we live, our spirit and our soul live in this physical body, this eggshell, like you were showing us. And sometimes that eggshell is inundated from outside physical forces. And we need to be mindful of those forces, including a lot of those uh, prescription drugs. What kind of testimonies have you received from people who had brought healing to their souls that ignited the healing for the physical healing that they desired? Oh my gosh. I, I have had so many, I could fill up an encyclopedia. Um, I I've seen God deliver people from, from everything from severe depression and suicidal thoughts to addictions, to just everything. And, and, um, and it starts really, I believe Ward that healing starts on the inside. That's why this topic is so important. Um, healing really starts on the inside. And I want to, I want to share a scripture that kind of backs that up. Okay. This is, um, third John verse two, third John only has one chapter. So some people say third John one verse two, but I'm just going to say third John verse two. And this is God speaking through the apostle John, all scriptures inspired by God. And John wrote, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And I think that that last part, as your soul prospers is critical because until we get our souls healed, Think about it. People that are that 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 are really uh, unhealthy in their soul, they don't take good care of their physical bodies. Typically, typically they they you know people that are depressed tend to lay around in bed. They they don't want to get out of bed. They you know um, they don't want to take good care of themselves. They don't they don't have the um, the internal health to do that. And, and so, um, I, I really think that, that all healing starts on the inside. When we get healed inside, then we have the, the positive mindset. We, we love our lives again. We want to exercise. We want to eat healthy. We want to take care of ourselves. Um, and, and so I think it all starts on the inside. Yeah, let me ask you this question, Steve, because I know millions of Christians deal with this particular issue. They believe in God. They have faith, even if it's the size of a mustard seed. They have faith. And many will struggle with belief. But when they're struggling with belief or struggling with unbelief, it seems that it's really tied to their soul because emotion is dictating their faith and in a way getting in the way right um, how can people correct that so they know that god placed faith in them to move mountains right but yeah it's, yeah go ahead it's it's kind of a conundrum with with some people or a catch-22 if you will because some people don't have faith because they're angry at god 
because of things that happen in their life and um, disappointments and, and just um, maybe they felt rejected by um, their father, their earthly father. And so now they, they're projecting that onto God and, and they just, you know, or maybe they were abused and they feel like, God, where were you? You know, if you really loved me, where, where were you? Why didn't you protect me from that? And so all of these things are going on in people's minds and their emotions, and it affects their relationship with God. And so that's, that's why I started out the, the broadcast saying that our soul affects everything, everything. It affects the way we relate to God the way we relate to other people, the way we relate to ourselves, like I was talking about earlier, the way we take care of our bodies and uh, the way we relate to finances, to money, the way we handle money is connected to our soul. You know, a lot of people just have an unhealthy relationship with money and they, they just aren't good at handling money because of, of, of things that happened in their soul. Um, but anyway, I, I think it's, it's a catch 22. Like they, a lot of people need to get healed first inside in their soul before they can have a good relationship with God, but they need God to heal in their soul. So well, it's, yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's kind of like this <clears throat> and you, you and I are both, uh, advocates for wellness, you know, yeah. keeping our body healthy in the, in the physical manner. Um, and we know that if we take a vitamin or a mineral or an herb, you take it internally and we get the outer benefits from it. Mm -hmm. Well, the soul is the same way, right? So if, if someone's, if one's soul is healed, (laughs) that means that from the inside out, they have a better chance that their physical body will be healed. That's exactly right. Yes. And I would, I would tell people, cause I, I want, I want to be real practical here. I don't, I don't, I just want to be like up in the clouds talking about theology. I want to be real practical with people. If you are one of those people that, that maybe is angry at God, um, maybe, maybe you have a hard time believing God because of things that have happened in your life. I just want to encourage you to forgive, forgive God, forgive people that hurt you start with that start with forgiving letting letting it go letting go of the past those are two things and i know it's not just that easy i'm I'm making it sound like it's so easy i've i've had to do this myself so i know it's not it's not just you don't just make wave a magic wand and uh, everything is okay but but you have the ability you really, really do. You have the ability to, as an act of your will, to say, you know what? I forgive everybody who's ever hurt me. They're human beings. They're flawed. That's why we need Jesus in the first place, because we're all messed up, right? So I'm just going to choose to forgive everyone, including myself, including God. And I'm going to choose to let go of the past. Whatever didn't work out in the past, whoever hurt me in the past, the Apostle Paul said, brethren, I I do not think I've attained, but this one thing I do, letting go of the past, 
I press on toward the upward call in Christ Jesus. There's, there's nothing good that comes from dragging around the hurts and pains and mistakes and failures from the past. So I would tell you to start there, start with forgiveness and letting go of the past. And then, and then, you know, God, God will correct your thinking about him. You'll, you'll, you'll begin to understand that it wasn't God that caused all those things in my life. We have an enemy. We have a real spiritual enemy. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have life more abundantly. So God did not cause your problems. The, the enemy did. So um, when you begin to forgive God and forgive others and let go of the past, your soul will begin to heal and your faith will begin to rise. Well, yeah, because when you forgive people, you're literally taking the weapons out of Satan's hands. Right. And now you're, and, and then you yourself are putting on the whole armor of God, which you talk about in your book yes. uh, very, very strongly, and which I really appreciate because a lot of people don't understand putting on the whole armor of God. Because if somebody is, let's say, let's just use cancer as an example. If someone has a diagnosis of cancer, they're dealing with not only the physical aspects, there's a lot of mental aspects right. of dealing with that disease because there's an unknown factor. And, you know, you your faith is in God, but you're also praying and asking the Lord to bless the treatments and to, to give you uh, favor with the best doctors and, and so on and so on. Uh, this is why, ladies and gentlemen, this... Uh, this discussion with Steve Austin is so vitally important for you. We both, both of us together in agreement, want you to be free from the things that weigh you down. You know, Steve, even I pray on a daily basis, Lord, search the motives of my heart right. to make sure that they are pure and righteous before him. I don't yes. want anything in the way. But, yeah. you know, we, like you said, we live in a physical body, but boy, do we deal with the emotional aspect of life every single day. And sometimes we just got to put it in the right category so it does not derail our walk with the Lord. Right. Absolutely. And, and Ward, I want to point this out too. You know, when I, when I talked about my, my egg, you know, and I analogized it to us being a three-part being. Think about this. Our spirit and our soul make up two out of the three parts of our being. That's two thirds. So, so many times, you know, we want to focus on the outer things, the part that people see. We want to, you know, um, uh, do things, you know, to our body to, to enhance our looks and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that it's kind of like the iceberg, you know, that there's a, the tip of the iceberg is what sticks out of the water that we see, but there's this whole huge part beneath the surface and that's our spirit and our soul. And I want to encourage people to spend more time on their inner life than their outer life, because the inner life determines the outer life, the, the condition of your spirit, 
and your soul will largely determine everything in your outer life. And not, not completely, because there are things that happen to us that are beyond our control. But I'm saying largely, it deter- our, our spirit and our soul determine our, our uh, relationships, you know, how we relate to others and God, our decision-making, and so many other things. Yeah, you know, I know people who are absolutely beautiful on the outside, but they are so ugly on the inside. And that will, you know, being ugly on the inside, I think that will speed the aging process faster than anything that I've ever seen or know. Right. And and it's true. I mean, to think about that, that our inner life, two-thirds, is spirit and soul. Yeah. And we need to really grab a hold of that, ladies and gentlemen, and realize two-thirds of our being is spirit and soul. Well, your book, God Heals, okay? This is one very powerful book. And ladies and gentlemen, it's available on Amazon.com. You can have it delivered to your house probably by tomorrow. But but here's what I would like to uh, ask you, Steve, for a lot of people who are seeking healing in their body. What are five important steps one should take when praying and believing for healing? So um, one is just, I I believe what I said earlier is just so, 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 so critical. Number one, um, going back to that verse I quoted earlier, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. So number one would be to, um, forgive others, forgive yourself, forgive God, let go of the past, do some soul work and, and just, and, and get your soul healed first and the other will follow. Um, another thing that people can do is, is, you know, I talk about in the book is unleashing the power of your faith and just, you know, we, so many churches teach about faith only in terms of believing that Jesus died on the cross for us. And, and, and they don't teach a, uh, a working faith that you use every day. And the Bible says, um, the just shall live by faith. God wants us to live by faith. It's how we receive anything from God is by faith. So spend some time feeding your faith, building your faith up, because when you're dealing with an illness, it can, that can challenge your faith. Like, like very few things can, it, it can wear you down. It can challenge your faith. And, um, so I think it's very, very important that you get in the word every day, you spend time in prayer, you renew your mind with the word of God and, and get your mind going in the right direction. So you're thinking victorious thoughts and you feed your faith. I call it, you know, we feed our physical bodies, right? At least three times a day. A lot of people are more than that. <laughs> you know, studies show that Americans eat all day long, but so we, we feed our physical bodies a lot, but we need to feed our spirit, man, our faith, um, the Bible says the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. So spend time every day with God, reading the word, praying. And then number three I talk about in the book is 
is understanding the power of our words uh, and, and declaring good over our situation. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart, he will have whatever things he says. So the, the power in our mouth is incredible. And, and so many times we want to rehearse the problem and talk about the problem and talk about what the doctor said over and over again, the negative report, the doctor said this and that. But I want to encourage people to, to speak the victory out of your mouth. Declare what God's word says about you out of your mouth. Find some scriptures that pertain to your situation. And, and in this book, I give, I mean, I give everything you need. I give healing scriptures and I even give daily declarations to declare over yourself. Um, well, you, you give powerful prayers in this book, which yeah. I found so inc incredibly helpful. A lot of people don't know how to pray or if they do pray, they're not moving the mountain. Right. And, and you explain that in the book on, yeah. on how to effectively pray, pray according to God's word. But then you yeah. wrote out prayers that people can, can pray, or they may change a line or two to kind of fit their situation, which is just incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, Jesus said that we can move mountains mm -hmm. by the yes. words that we speak yes. and you bring up a very po a very positive point steve because a lot of people they get the doctor's diagnosis and they they focus on what is written down in that mm -hmm. doctor's report they focus what is written listen ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen what is written down in that doctor's report mm -hmm. but why not start focusing on what god wrote down in his book right okay because exactly you know, every scripture in the bible from genesis to revelation is a promise mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and we need to receive those promises we need to take hold those are those promises should be our possessions yes and when we look at those when we read them and, and we say lord you know fill me to the brim and to overflowing. Well, ask the Lord to fill you with his word. You know, even the scripture says, Lord, I hide your word in my heart that I, that I may not sin against you. May right. the praises of the Lord continually be in my mouth. So yes. those are things that move us forward. Steve, brother, you are, you are a blessing beyond measure. Thank you so much, Ward. Thank you for having me today. Well, where can, okay, we know that your book is available at Amazon.com, but you also have a website. Where can people go to, uh, to learn more? So if people want to learn more, they can go to God-Heals, the name of the book, God-Heals-Book.com. So just put God-Heals-Book and put a dash in between the words and then .com. Well, and that'll give, that'll give them a little information about me, a uh, little, little bio on me and a little bit about the book uh, that they can read about before they purchase it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have the 
the website at the bottom of the screen for you. And again, God heals. Two of the most powerful words, powerful promise you need to realize. Jesus went to the cross. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. He took those stripes on the way to the cross. He defeated every sickness, every disease, regardless what the doctor's report says. Jesus said, I already took care of that. Receive of me. So yes. Steve Austin's book, God Heals, Eight Keys to Defeat, ladies and gentlemen, to defeat sickness and receive divine healing. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we talked a lot about your soul. Because again, like Steve explained, two thirds of our being is the spirit and the soul. And we need to focus on that two thirds because we get those in right standing. Well, our eggshell will be bright and white as God Amen. intended. And again, Amen. Steve, you are welcome back on my show anytime you want. You just give me a ring and we're going to talk more about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Ward. It's always a blessing to, to chat with you. I, I just, um, I love our conversations. Yeah, I do too. And ladies and gentlemen, again, head over to amazon.com. Don't wait. Get Steve Austin's brand new, very powerful book. People are reading this book and receiving their healing because it's biblical based. He didn't make it up. It is God inspired directly from his word put into an easy to read format that you will understand, receive, not only receive knowledge and an education, you're going to receive your healing. Again, God heals eight keys to defeat sickness and receive divine healing by Steve Austin. And ladies and gentlemen, I will see you next time.